Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. We have made it through the week. It's Friday. What a week. Storming of the Capitol. Death. Incoming president calling half the country terrorists and white supremacists. A lot of change coming. And what are we to do? What do we do next? Do we despair or do we find hope? I'm going to talk to you today about how you find hope in a world and a country gone mad. What do you do? Let me tell you where you begin and what we'll be talking about in upcoming weeks. Prepare yourself, prepare your family, prepare your close friends, prepare those at your church to look out for each other. Focus on that. Forget about politics for a while. Forget about it. Don't watch the news. Nothing you do is going to make a difference right now. Nothing. Okay? There is no hope for national reconciliation anytime soon. None. Why is that? First of all, there is no universal source of news and facts that close to a majority of the people trust. So people have got their own facts. And the sad thing is, there are lies and mistruths on both sides. Both sides. And why is that? Because at the end of the day, right now at least, even though I think it's going to be their downfall, big media likes division. They like having their niche. And they're controlled by a very few people with a lot of money who don't really care about truth. They care about ratings and money and selling advertisements. And because of that, when you've got a country that can't look at the same set of facts and make a conclusion, there will be no agreement. Secondly, we no longer have a universal moral code in this country other than do what makes you feel good, as long as it isn't religion or patriotism. In that case, don't do it. Don't practice it. What started it? Taking prayer and faith out of school started it. That ensured that the majority of your children's time throughout their life was going to be a message that faith and patriotism weren't important. Period. And we let it happen. And then secondly, and probably partly as a result of that, but I think is something I talked about yesterday, it's our consumer culture. When everybody's working, everybody's trying to accumulate things, that was the biggest reason for the second part of the problem, that we no longer have a universal moral code that even close to a large percentage of the country follow. And it is because believers, people of faith, did a horrible job living their faith. They gave their kids no reason to go to church and be Christians because they didn't live it. They didn't exemplify it. And so kids listened to what they heard from other places, and they became individuals that just want to consume Third, the majority of politicians on both sides are more about personal gain and power. Look how quickly people change their tunes. At the end of the day, most politicians, all they care about 
is getting elected, getting power, and making money. And that's it. That's all they care about. That's why they say what people want to hear. That's why you'll get one politician who's a Democrat and get up there and say something that's a total lie, and then you'll get a Republican that does the same thing. Usually with Republicans, though, they say what people want to hear, then they don't do it. Scary thing about Democrats is they say what people want to hear, and then they try to do it, whether it's a good idea or not. And then the last reason to focus on those things I started with, yourself, your family, your local community, your church, because states won't and really can't succeed. I mean, there, there are a few states, handful of states that, you know, maybe they could try, but they won't. They can't really separate themselves by D.C. And I don't really mean succeed by becoming their own country. I mean, insulate themselves from D.C. That's going to be hard to do. You know, with, with progressives in, in charge of judges, it's going to be hard to fight things in the court. And eventually, what Washington, D.C. wants your state to do, your state's going to do. You know, and it's really not a state thing. It's a city versus a small town rural thing. And you live in a place like Virginia or you live in a place like Illinois where one small section of the country has a huge population and its politics control the rest of the state while the rest of the state are a bunch of frustrated, freedom-loving, patriot people that are like, leave us alone. There's not much you can do. So you got to hunker down. And you got to focus on those close to you. you got to make it more important than ever before because if you're listening as important as that is to you, I bet you haven't done as good a job of it as you should. Have you really done as good a job as you should teaching your kids their faith, living it yourself? Have you done as good a job as you should living simply, not being part of the consumer culture, saving your money, building your savings, being in a position to help take care of your neighbor and your friend and your family? And if you're doing a good job, you can always do good better. You can always do an example to others. Now, what's going to be a result of all those things I just mentioned? The good part is eventually there's going to be a country to pick up and rebuild. I'm sure of that. Because now all of this has happened. There's no universal code. There's a chaos of facts. The people in charge of us, whether they're Republican or Democrat, all they care about is themselves. States are going to more and more have an inability to fight it. It's going to happen. Things that are going to lead to destruction. And I don't mean destruction, people marching on Capitol Hill. I mean destruction locally. Bigger government, more rules, more chaos, more restrictions, small businesses and restaurants dead, downtowns dead, commercial real estate dead, banks need, being needed to be bailed out, trillions and trillions more dollar in debt, more and more people seeing the only people that make money are those that run Amazon or politicians. Only solution they're going to have is giving away more money, which is just going to feed into the monster. It's just going to feed into the monster. It's going to make some people angrier. It's going to make some people more reliant on government. And we probably won't be able to rediscover the America our founders envisioned until it all falls apart. In a big or small way, hopefully small. You know, theoretically, things could get so crazy over the next two years trying to take guns away, single-payer health care, overreach in all kinds of areas. It makes people mad and we fight back. But with judges, states controlled, maybe we can't fight back. Maybe there's no way to win a vote again. And then you got to wait for it to fall apart in a big way. When government can't pay its bills, when the tax rates are skyrocketing, 
when people when they don't have anyone else to blame anymore. They can't blame Trump. They can't blame Trump followers. It's only them. But that could be a while. And then the workers, <laughs> the people that made America, will be the ones to pick up the pieces. And hopefully we learn our lesson and we're able to put a few things in the Constitution to keep the craziness of the last hundred years from happening. Because, by the way, when did all this start? You can go back and listen to earlier programs. It started when national government instituted an income tax in the early 1900s. And then immediately that meant power was in D.C., not in your local government. And then when the power is in people that you don't know and you don't live next to, and they are controlled by business, America's done. It just took 100 years to get here. Now, where's the hope? Because there is hope. The hope is in God. The hope is in your family. The hope is in your local community. Build those up now more than ever. Have discussions about it. It's one thing my wife and I have been saying. You know, we got to get out of our busy day. We got to talk to your neighbor, the people you go to church with. You got to say to yourselves, what are we going to do? How are we going to take care of our homes, our family, our values? It's John Adams. Yes, John Adams. I love our founders. You know, one great thing for me over the last nine months is the renewed and increased appreciation I've had for our founders. That when you read their writings and what they went through then, my goodness. So much hope for us today. Reading about their struggle and their dreams and their values. So much hope for us today. But John Adams wrote this in his diary on June 2nd, 1778. Without knowing that he would be predicting the reason for the downfall and the sickness in America in 2021. From 1778 two years after the Declaration of Independence. The foundations of natural morality must be laid in private families. In vain are schools, academics, and universities instituted if loose principles and licentious habits are impressed upon children in their earliest years. How is it possible that children can have any just sense of the sacred obligations of morality or religion if from their earliest infancy they learn that their mothers live in habitual infidelity to their fathers and their father is a constant infidelity to their mothers. That's it. That's what happened to us, folks. We let schools and universities teach our kids morality. We made morality less important. We didn't set the example. And it's not necessarily cheating on your wife or your husband. It's valuing money over faith. It's chasing things and not spending time with your kids. And then they see that and they go, that's how you're supposed to live. It's on us. We have to regain the foundations of private families, of private communities, of small towns. You got to come together. You got to have discussions. It's the only thing that's going to save this. It is not going to be a million people going to D.C. It is, it is not going to be elections. That's, beyond, that's past us with the media and big business and social media. It's past us. In a sense, they're going to get their way and it's all going to fall down. Now, don't get me wrong. Fight, man. Fight. Fight. That's part of this, though, too. You know, if, if small families were stronger, if small community was stronger, we'd be do a better job keeping an eye on elections. 
Holden are politicians. And whether America rediscovers itself in two years or America rediscovers itself in 20 years, you can't count on or guess either. You got to look at your family, at yourself, got to build it up. You have got to become what John Adams wrote about. You have got to be the one that protects America in what we believe and how we behave. And that is the hope. The hope is in you. The hope is in you. So until next time, my friends, which will be next week, and we'll talk more about how to strengthen yourself, your families, your communities. Don't give up. Have hope. Aim high. Spread your wings on faith, on love, on preparedness, on hard work, on universal values that John Adams knew about. And keep your eyes on the things that matter. The good book, the good look in your kids' eyes, in your friends' eyes, in your lover's eyes, in your wife's eyes, in your husband's eyes. Universal values that have sustained us forever. Keep your eyes on those things. And I'll be with you Monday. Your host, Silouan. Peace. You've been listening to The Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on The Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride. Silouan Green.